Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit hubspeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S-peanuts.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. Big seven gamer. Again, we had seven games yesterday. Hopefully you had a good time, made a little bit of money. If not, Cliffy and I will uh, help you take help take you to the promised land this evening. What's up, Cliffy? How you doing? Not too bad, man. Actually, getting super excited for baseball season um i know i think you and terry were talking about that a little bit yesterday terry does some baseball shows here um at awesome he's going to be a really busy guy coming up here very very shortly and uh anyways yeah it's just like you said it's a little bit weird that we still have nhl um and nba regular season going on and like a third of the season is still left but it's nice that, you know, if there's a night where you don't specifically want to just watch six hours of hockey, you can throw on some baseball games. You can throw on some basketball games because there's going to be playoff pushes and stuff like that. You know, we had we still have NCAA uh, March Madness going on for both men's and women's. It's a really, really good time to be a sports fan right now. Yeah, very exciting. Reminds me of like in July and August when things started to come back. So uh, there's going to be a ton going on. And obviously you can find us, like all of our free content, video content, uh, live streams, any of that is right here on the Ospo.com YouTube channel. So you should you should always be liking and subscribing, uh, but we definitely need you to subscribe because uh, that's the number one way we can help grow our channel. Um, it just helps us out more than you guys know. If you've ever tried to combat the YouTube algorithm with, with a channel of your own, you know how hard it is to uh, be showing up uh, for some of these terms. So we need your subscriptions. We need you to like the videos. Um, that is the best way you can help us out for free. And then, you know, we're going to talk about starting nine, uh, the promo code. We can just talk about it now since Cliffy brought up MLB. We didn't even plan that. 
we've got Osmo Plus MLB nine days you get for just nine bucks it's a dollar a day uh or you know that's about two starbucks coffees so you know just don't get your two starbucks coffees that week if you go every day uh get your osmo plus mlb package win some money uh you get uh projections ownership projections the top stack tool and then uh this just uh happened i don't know if this has been announced but whatever i'll announce it uh mlb we're going to have a boom bust tool as well so alex is working on that we've got it for nba MLB is a stacking sport, so we've got the top stacks tool, but then we've got like an individual boom bust tool as well that's coming out, which is going to be really, really cool uh, if you're a hand builder or if you build uh, with tournaments uh, or um, MME builds uh, for these large field tournaments. So uh, look for that in the coming days. We had a um, MLB private video behind the paywall, uh, a game plan video where Alex went through and did some really cool stuff, not only on Fantasy Cruncher uh, and just like talking about the MLB tools on the site, but he also showed you a little bit how to like rank lineups uh, in Excel. So it's about 30 minutes. I have like two minutes left of it, but it's been really interesting. It was some of the stuff I was doing on my own already, um, but he's obviously got much better ways of doing that. And so he builds you a little sheet in Excel and, uh, it's really, really cool. So if you're not signed up already, you got to sign up to view that video. Osmo plus MLB for nine bucks. Promo code is starting nine. I don't know if I mentioned that off the top. Starting nine, it is right on your screen, right under me. So yeah, man, it's going to be, it's going to be a magical season for MLB. I'm excited to play MLB. I'm not doing much MLB content, if any, uh, this season, but uh, I'll be focusing on NHL and then some stuff behind the scenes. But we've got amazing, amazing guys doing MLB content, including Terry. Uh, and then you guys know all the regular the OGs, a lot of NBA guys going to be working double time. So make sure you show them some love. And streams will be starting on Thursday. We've got dual live before locks for uh, both slates. So starting off hot for MLB. Um, what are your initial thoughts on this NHL slate? Since this is an NHL show, after all, Cliffy. Yeah, so maybe we should talk about NHL just for a few minutes anyway. Um, I like this slate for a few reasons. One, there are a number of big lines on the slate. Um, Boston 1, Tampa, I guess Tampa 2 technically now. Um, you know, Washington power play. There, you know, Edmonton, obviously. Uh, Chicago top line. Like, there are only seven games, but there's a ton of star power in those seven games. And that tells me two things. One... Like the ownership is going to be spread out and I think it's going to be spread out um, fairly evenly. Like, I don't want to say that because I don't know for sure. But what I mean is that I don't, I'm not super, like there are, there are some nights where you're super concerned about an obvious filler stack. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the case here because there are so many filler stacks everywhere. Like uh, New Jersey has basically like three of them. The Rangers have at least one. Uh, Tampa has one. Columbus has one. Like, there are a lot of filler stacks everywhere that you can put in with your super expensive stacks. So this is one of those slates where like, I always watch for ownership. It's something I always keep in mind when I'm building my, my lineups um, when I'm seeing which line is paired with which line, but it's not a slate where I'm super concerned about any single chalk line. Let's say like, I'm not really super concerned that there's going to be one line that just comes in at like 30%. um, And you know, you need to have them, because if they go off um, and you don't have them, they're sunk. Like, it's not one of those slates to me. It's one of those slates. And I think I just checked our top stacks tool. I think that the top stacks kind of backs up what I'm saying here, 
We don't have a single line for 20% ownership. And on a seven-game slate with all these stars, usually you see uh, somebody get ahead of the pack, and there's nothing like that here. So I like these kinds of slates because you're not forced to go in any particular direction. You can really do almost anything you want here. Yeah, for sure. Um, Alex just actually messaged me. You mentioned ownership. I was looking, and uh, some people mentioned uh, Edmonton 1 was uh, low-owned. He says – there was an issue with uh, when he was just running ownership. So he's going to uh, rerun it right now. That should be updated in about, you know, five or 10 minutes. I think it takes to run that. I don't actually know what goes all into that, but uh, there is a secret sauce behind the scenes for uh, Alex and Eddie and Tom, the guys that uh, run the ownership projections. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. Uh, I think, yeah, ownership is free today. So, it's going to be, uh, you know, whoever wants to see it, you guys can use the ownership projections. We'll make sure they're as accurate as they can be. Uh, and Alex is rerunning those right now. So Nightbot will hook you up with the link. Uh, we've also got NBA ownership projections for free. And then the PGA Top Golfers tool as well, if you want to get a look at that. We're going to get into the games in just a minute, but we have to point out our sponsor, Jock Market. Uh, we've got a promo code for you, so listen to that in just a minute. But just want to tell you a little bit about Jock Market. They're turning fantasy sports into a stock exchange. If you trade stocks, if you like DFS, here you go. Jock Market's got everything you would like to do. You can buy and sell shares of players in real time with real money and guaranteed payouts for all your shares at the end of each night. They've got NBA, and NHL, PGA, and uh, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or any game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, then buy, sell, or hold during the game based on your own analysis, um, just like stocks. So, you know, if you don't like a guy, you can always uh, trade him in and uh, move on to the next night. I know Tyler, Tyler, have you been playing at all recently on jock market a little bit? Yeah. He's giving me the, uh, uh, you know, yeah, Tyler, I know you had a big uh, Dylan Larkin night, right? Yeah. That was, he's giving me the nod back there. So um, yeah, you can uh, buy and sell shares of players, over on Jock Market, use promo code Awesomeo NHL twenty. That is a twenty dollar deposit uh, bonus on your first deposit only. So you make sure you take advantage. Not a lot of DFS sites are offering deposit bonuses these days. Uh, Jock Market is one of them that's doing that. So again, Awesomeo NHL twenty. If you're an NHL fan, you're going to want to take advantage of that promo code. Uh, <laughs> someone wake me up when Jake is done with the ad reads. Yeah, we. Uh, I think that's enough ad reads for now. We'll be sprinkling them in throughout the show, as you guys know. We got to sell you a little bit. Uh, you know, this this is a free show. This is how we keep the lights on, as Chris Bag says. So we're ten minutes in. We've got seven games, more than enough time to uh, cover this and get out before the NBA show. New Jersey and Boston. We've got a two point two implied total for the Devils, three point two for the Bruins. Big news in this one is that Brad Marchand is expected to return. He said he had a false positive. Some of the lineup sites don't have him on just yet. Looks like he's going to play. He is 7,600. They are 20, was it 25 or 24, five, I believe doing some quick mental math. I may be off there. Mackenzie Blackwood coming off a shutout uh, against Boston on Sunday. And then he's going up against Yaroslav Halak. Can Blackwood do it again? Or is this a Boston one night for you, Cliffy? I mean, first, I think Blackwood can absolutely do it again. He's definitely just one of my favorite goalies in the league. He's been really good for a couple of years now behind, uh, we'll call it a shaky New Jersey team. Um, they've been really up and down for the last couple of seasons, and he's been really their one constant. But before we get to the goalies, like 
I want to talk about Boston specifically here because I was mentioning to you before the show what they looked like in the month of March. And what they looked like in the month of March was a pile of garbage. Um, in March, Boston was 22nd by expected goal share, 30th. 30th in the league by expected goals four per 60 minutes. Only Detroit was worse. 29th by expected nice. goals four per 60 minutes at five on four. Like, those are just abysmal. Like, even New Jersey, better by expected goals share, better by expected goals four at five on five, and better by expected goals four uh, on the power play. Now, obviously, Boston isn't one a bottom five team in hockey. Like, I want to get that straight. Like, let's get that out of the way. Um, teams go through lulls through their seasons, et cetera, et cetera. Like, Boston... Boston reminds me of those teams from Chicago like five and six years ago that just seem to know how to play well enough just Mm -hmm. to get to playoffs and to win. And then they just turn it on like towards the end of the season. That's just a little bit of conjecture on my part. Um, It did seem like that's kind of something that's going on there. But to getting back to Boston, like I said, they've been pretty bad for over four weeks now. Um, And that just, it just turns me off of them when I see, you know, you have to put up, nearly half your salary just to get the top line uh, in your stacks. And then if you're adding someone like McAvoy or Grizzly or whatever, like forget about it. Um, at that point, you're really down to just stacking a bunch of $2,500 players. So like, that's basically the reason I'm out on the Bo- two reasons I'm out on Boston. One, like the team as a whole has just been bad for a long time now. And two, I just think they're way, way too expensive. And it's another thing where, like, I have to say this every time I'm saying I'm not playing Boston one. I wouldn't say you're an idiot for playing Boston one. I don't think they're, you know, specifically a bad, you know, in a nutshell, they're not a bad play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if this is the first game of the season, th- like if this is the first game of the season, we have no track record of how any of these teams will do. Boston's probably the highest on line on the, on the entire slate, right? Like, it's just what has happened in the last two two and a half months has, you know, changed our opinion a little bit. And that's so what's getting me off Boston one? Like it's getting me off Boston altogether. I don't have a single Boston stack in any of my lineups here tonight. I'm looking more at the New Jersey side. Now these two teams, as you mentioned, played a couple days ago. And what caught my eye here is Boston three went up a fair bit against the Brad Hughes Palmieri line. And like if the Brad Hughes Palmieri line, which has been pretty good, two point four expected goals for fifty six percent expected goal share in their sample in their sample together. If those three are going up against Boston three or Boston four, um, I really like that New Jersey line of Brad Hughes and Paul Mary here tonight. They are a little bit more expensive, but we, you know, we don't have much ownership on them. Even if that ownership comes up, I doubt they're more than anything like 5% or something like that. So um, I really like Brad Hughes, Paul Mary here tonight. I'm not going to get to a ton of them. I think I have them in two out of 20 in my lineup. So, you know, around 10%. Um, I'm completely fine with that. Um, it's just, you know, if you want to go to the Zajac line as a filler, Zajac, Sharon Govich, and Wood, um, I think that's fine, especially where they're going to get some middle six matchups uh, as well. Uh, Boston wasn't necessarily hard matching the top line last game. Um, but, you know, Zajac, Koken, and Sharon Govich are cheap enough that you can put in your Edmonton one stack, so I have no problem with them. But I'm focusing more on Brad Hughes, Palmieri here. I think they can do real well uh, against the death from Boston. The death from Boston has just been bad. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, some options, I think, on the devil side. It's not it's not a huge slate, so I'm not looking to cross teams off, especially you mentioned just how bad Boston's actually been. Maybe if they continue to play like that, 
Um, you might be getting a steal with the Hughes line. So I have no problem with that, assuming that they're going to be, you know, in the 5% or less range. So we'll see where they come up in the most recent ownership projections. But last time we had them at about 2.5%. So definitely comfortable playing the Hughes line there in MME. Um, and then with Boston 1, as it, as it always is, is how expensive are they? How cheap are these other filler stacks and how good do I feel about the lineup in total? Cause yeah, I would love to lock in a bunch of Boston one. Uh, maybe this is their get right game after Blackwood had, had an amazing start a couple nights ago. Um, but like I'm looking at some of these lineups that I'm generating with Boston one. And I, it's hard for me to, to feel great about them because it's like, all right, mid price like punt defenseman and then cheap like secondary stack that everyone's going to be on whether it's montreal or chicago um i think some people will play detroit one with boston one so when they're going to be popular i'm usually coming in below the field when they're this expensive just because of the dupability of boston one um but i don't really have anything bad to add about them they get marshan back maybe that's a big help that is a big help for their top line obviously but he's 7600 you're not getting any sort of injury discount on Marshan there you're paying peak price for these guys I don't mind doing it in some of my lineups but I don't think I'm going to be getting to the you know 18 20 percent ownership that we have them projected for right now um did we did you talk about Boston too much I mean they're looking like one of the cheaper or the uh the more popular secondary stacks they are cheap and I like Richie on power play one I like I mean I like the entire line but if they're going to be that popular um I don't know. Maybe I'll just be going elsewhere besides Boston and hope the scoring spread out if they can score this game. Yeah, I that's kind of the reason why I just kind of skipped over the Boston depth when I was like I I because I said I really don't have much interest in Boston here tonight. I think the top line um, is like it's too expensive for me. And like you said, the second line we have them as we have the top line as the most owned line. The second line is the second most owned line. Like that's just a, like a hard pass for me. Like I don't think like the way Boston's. Like, the way Boston's depth has been playing, like, the top line, I should say, has still been good over the last month. 58.7% expected goal share. The the red, the depth has just been bad. So, like, at, at that ownership, I think it's an easy pass. Yeah. So, we'll see where they end up. If they come down to 7% or 6%, uh, I'd be more comfortable playing some Boston, too. Right now, Craig Smith is double that. He's 14% owned on DraftKings. So, usually try to avoid these cheap chalk fillers uh, on the bigger slates. And that's what I plan to do with Boston two right now. So I don't know. I feel like it's always the same conversation with Boston one where they're this highly priced for me. So I usually don't have a ton of interesting things to add, but I think it is interesting just how bad Boston's been as a team. Anything else you want to mention here? Uh, no, not really. Just I'm wondering what Blackwood's ownership is going to end up being. We have him around 10% right now, but you know, game log warriors and all that. Well, I'm just kind yeah. of interested whether he, he comes in a bit higher. Yeah, I think so. He's not like the $6,800 goalie. He's 7,400. He's some of the volume is priced in. So I don't think his ownership will be out of whack today. I think it's fine if you want to one off him. If you, if you think he can do it again. Let's go to the Caps and the Rangers. Three implied total for both sides. Vanacek, uh, I, I saw Vanacek as uh, the likely guy. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Shesterkin is confirmed for the Rangers. Um, I think, was it me and you on this game? Was that last Thursday, I want to say? Maybe last Friday? We were off of it a little bit. Maybe it was New York and Philadelphia. 
but I haven't been on the New York train uh, too much, these Rangers. So I've missed out on a couple massive Zibanejad slate-breaking nights. And if he does it again tonight, I, I feel like I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. Uh, are you higher on this game than I am? Not really. And I under, I think I understand why you're not super high on this game. Um, <laughs> you know, you want to talk about teams in the month of March. We just talked about um, how bad Boston has been. Both the Rangers and the Caps have been top five by expected goals against uh per 60 minutes at five on five in the month of March um, by actual goals against uh, Washington's in the top 10, just neck and neck with Colorado. Like <laughs> uh, The Rangers are a little bit further back. They're uh, closer towards the middle of the pack, but that's more goaltending. And now they have Shesterkin back. Right. So um, like this is a battle believe. And it feels weird to say that knowing how bad defensively the Rangers were for like the first month of the season, this is a battle of two of the better defensive teams in hockey um, over the last five weeks. Um, The big thing here is Lars Eller being the game time decision. Um, We saw last game, how badly Washington really just split up their lines. Um, You know, Nicholas Backstrom was, effectively on like a pseudo third line um they basically had one top line and two third lines and a fourth line or something like that like they didn't have anything close to their normal line configurations and with Lars Eller coming back that would completely throw a wrench in everything right like Backstrom was playing with Wilson and Sheary and Vrana Panic and Oshi were effectively the third line like Vrana and Oshi were on the third line um if Eller's back then they don't need Oshi as the center on the third line. And then I assume Eller goes, then Oshi goes to the top line. But then where does Sprong go? Um, does Tom Wilson stay on the second line or does he yeah. go to the top? Like that's the thing with Washington here, right? Is Lars Eller really throws a wrench into these plans. So like if I were to say anything right now, is it'd just be if I'm going to do anything with the Cavs, it's power play stack some sort. You know, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Carlson, Backstrom, Ovechkin, uh, Carlson, something like that. Um, there's just nothing else you can do because you don't know what the lines are going to be. Like, I feel pretty confident saying that Kuznetsov and Ovechkin are going to stay together. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we don't know what the rest, what the third wheel is, or we don't know what the other two lines are going to be. So that on top of the Rangers actually being good defensively lately is just getting me out like almost entirely on the caps. I do like the Rangers second line here, Strom and Panarin, they've been playing really well uh, of late. Strom had, I think he had a three or four point game last week. Um, and they should get some of that Washington second line. And it's, you know, assuming the second line uh, is something like Backstrom, Vrana and Wilson, like that type of line doesn't really worry me at all. Um, defensively, even a top line of like Ovechkin, Kuznetsov and Oshie wouldn't worry need that much defensively at all either but again we just don't know what the lines are going to be so um i think washington two or sorry rangers two is going to be in a better matchup and caco is there nice and cheap three thousand if you want to round out uh the full line combo so i'm getting to quite a bit of rangers two i don't even mind rangers three as a nice filler stack here like a really super cheap filler uh if you want to get up to um you know your edmonton power play stacks or whatever They've been decent in a very small sample. Um, Hedl, Gauthier, uh, and La- or sorry, I had Hedl, Lafreniere, uh, and Gauthier on that line. Um, they've been decent in a small sample. Um, if Eller's not back, 
Um, that third line could still be a mess. So I don't mind Rangers three, but for me, it's about Rangers two. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm going to try to get up to Adam Fox where I can, but I'm fine with um, tr- dropping down to Truba to save some cash. Yeah, I keep fading Fox. I keep fading Zibanejad, and I just keep getting crushed on these Rangers slates. So another pretty good total. I, I thought maybe we would see below uh, three implied totals for these teams, and maybe they've moved a little bit since I entered them in this morning. But um, two good totals. I just I'm having trouble uh, really liking anything here, and you're getting ownership on both sides. Uh, so Rangers one getting some ownership. Uh, double digits for Zabanjad and Kreider. Uh, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin are going to carry some ownership. I like the idea of the power play stack uh, that you mentioned. So if you wanted to go uh, Kuznetsov, Ovi, uh, Oshi, and Carlson, it's expensive. But uh, I think I'm more interested in something like that. Uh, we we don't know what the lines are going to be until 6.30 Eastern time. And w- like just based on what the, uh, the Caps have done in-game, too, I know it's been without Eller, so maybe they get back to playing these lines uh, more consistently, but like, Oh, she's jumped around. He's been playing center. He's been playing wing on the Kuznetsov line, like correlation. You, you want correlation on a big slate like this. And so I'm not super confident that the caps stick together because uh, it's been working um, when they haven't been sticking together. So uh, you mentioned Kuznetsov Ovi. I think those two are safe to play together uh, or power play stacking it, but it's getting owned. Uh, at a place where I'm not super comfortable because the Rangers have been pretty good defensively, uh, which is weird to talk about for the first time in a few years. They've, they've been uh, a team that I don't just like lock teams in, uh, lock the opposing team against them. Um, so I like the call on uh, Rangers too. Once again, Strom Panarin and Kako, uh, reasonably priced, reasonably owned right now. If you wanted to add in Fox, uh, that's fine with me. So I'm hoping this one stays quiet or we see uh, some success out of Rangers too, but I'm already uh, pre-tilting this game because uh, I, I can feel it burying me very early. I'm going to be underexposed on a lot of pieces here. It looks like, uh, and Alex just said that ownership has been updated. Uh, actually, in fact, he said updated, sadly, Connor McDavid will not be uh, less than 1% LOL. So there you go. Those ownership projections are updated. Those are free if you guys want to uh, check those out and use those for your own lineups today if you are not uh, an Osmo NHL member. Anything else that we need to talk about here? Truba, Kandre Miller, cheap defenseman. You interested in either of those two guys? Yeah, well, I don't mind Truba. Like Miller, I think, is fine, but he's not playing consistent 21, 22 minutes like he was uh, when Truba was out. So it's like... I'd rather play Truba if I have the money. Like, I, it's not one of those cases where I'd look to save money. I'd rather play Truba if I if I can get there. If I can't, then Miller's fine. Greg says, let's make sure to set aside 10 to 15 minutes for discussion on Brett Connolly on the top line tonight. Oh, we'll, we will get there. Don't worry. Cliffy will have his time, uh, his <laughs> Brett Connolly time. Uh, Liquid Demon says, Jake is playing too much Vancouver. And I was thinking, like, man, is Vancouver even on this slate? I, I'm ill-prepared for this one, but they're not there. <laughs> If I had just X'd out Vancouver for the last like three weeks, I'd probably have more money in my DK account. So they've been on a slate. I've been playing them uh, to no help of my actual uh, account. So uh, I think we are good. I'm just trying to catch up on some of these comments. I don't like playing. Okay, that's about a Florida. So we'll get there in uh, just a minute. Let's move on to Columbus and Tampa Bay. 2.1 implied total for the Jackets. 
3.4 for the Lightning, Merzlikens, and probably McElhinney for the Lightning. I, I saw he wasn't confirmed, um, but it looks like he's probably going to get a start here. Sorelli with Kalorn and Stamkos. Uh, point with Palat and Tyler Johnson. Third line sticks together for the Lightning. Do we even need to mention anything on the Blue Jacks? They switched up their lines again. Like, it's a tiny, tiny total for them. 2.1 implied goals. Uh, if there was a team I was going to cross off, it would probably be the Jackets for a number of reasons, not just because of the total. Um, but what do you think about the Tampa Lions? And then is there anything you like on the Blue Jackets side? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the Tampa lines I do like. And I mentioned in chat, I think it's a Tampa 3 night. And I'm going to start with Tampa 3 here. And the reason I want, I say it's a Tampa 3 night um, over the last few games, Tampa has kind of adjusted um, who they use in a shutdown role. It had often been Braden Point um, used in that role. Sometimes it had been uh, Anthony Sorelli. The last few games, they've been using the third line of Gord, Coleman, and Goodrow um, up against uh, uh, the opposing top competition. Now, the question is, which line that's going to be for Columbus here tonight? Is it going to be the line A Domi line, or is it going to be the Atkinson-Bjorkstrand line? Quite frankly, I don't think it really matters. I think both are good matchups for Tampa 3. I think the only bad matchup the Blue Jackets can offer is a Tessier, Felino, Jenner line. And um, if Tampa 3 keeps going with this line matching that they've been using lately, um, the Tampa 3rd line won't see uh, – we'll see little time against them. So I really like Gord, Coleman, Godreau, um as a filler line here tonight. Um, when I was looking through our top stacks earlier – they weren't like they were sitting at around four or 5% that actually went down in that recent run that you just brought up. They're down around one to 2%, like one to 2% going up against this Columbus, you know, top line or top six or whatever. Um, I think it's just a really, really good spot uh, for this line here. Like, like you said, with the Columbus side, there's just not a lot to like, like they break up their lines constantly. The only line that stays together is Felino, Tessier, Jenner. And that's not really a line that I want to stack anyway. You could probably bet on Roslovic Atkinson staying together, but everybody else is free game. They're bringing four guys into the lineup tonight. Liam Foody, uh, Zach Dalpy, Dean Kukin, and Miko Letnin. So um, even though they did, uh, you know, skate this morning, we could see changes um, at warm-up. So... Like, I don't really want to, like, I don't want to use the big Colum- the big Tampa guns here for one reason, and that's uh, Columbus takes no penalties, um, you know, least penalized team uh, in hockey. So I think you want to take advantage of five-on-five matchups here, and I think 
easily the best five on five matchup is Tampa three. Like Tampa three has just been unreal good. 2.4 expected goals for 1.4 expected goals against per 60 minutes. Like I trying to do the quick math in my head. Like that's what a 65% expected goal shares, like give or take. Unreal. Like, that's just outstanding. Yeah. So I'm really in on that Tampa uh, three tonight. Um, I'm going to one off some of their other guys. Like I'll probably one off. Tyler Johnson or one off Alex Kalorn or something like that, but I'm not stacking the Tampa top six here tonight. I think, it, I think it makes the most sense uh, to take advantage of the best five on five matchup. And the best five on five matchup I see here is Tampa three um, on the Columbus side. Like I'm probably done stacking Columbus for the season. Like I, I say that joking kind of, but kind of not really either. Like they don't, t- they, their power play sucks. They don't generate power play opportunities. They switch up their lines all the time. Patrick Laine has been regularly playing under 15 minutes a game. He's averaging under two shots a game over his last 10 or something like that. The only guy I really have interest in is Oliver Bjorkstrand. He's pretty consistently 17 plus minutes a night. Um, I think there's only one game in his last 12 or something like that, where he's been under 17. Um, So Bjorkstrand 5,300. Don't mind him as a one-off. Like if you want a one-off like Wawrenski or something like that, I think it's fine, but. Like that's like Columbus is just a one-off bot for me for the rest of the season. Yeah. I think you make all fair points. Like I'm not looking to hammer Columbus anytime soon and certainly not in this matchup. I will say I, the, the line I have the most exposure of, and this is four lineups out of 150 on Columbus. So 2.7% is the Columbus uh, we'll call it the third line, Jenner, Tessier and uh, Foligno. If that's going to be a thing, I, I don't know. You're looking at me like those lines aren't even correct, but uh, they're, they're probably not even – it's just what the lineup sites go with right now. So who knows? I mean, you never really know with Columbus. I wouldn't uh, be redoing your lineups if they come out with something different at lock. Um, your, your time is probably better spent elsewhere. Tampa 3, I'm definitely honest. If they're going to be low-owned, um, it looks like they are going to be – uh, maybe one of the higher owned third lines, but still low owned in the context of the entire slate. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm, I thought it was going to be higher on Tampa one and Tampa two. I'm going to get to my six to 7% of both of those lines probably, but um, there's other spots that I'm prioritizing. And so like, you're still getting a pretty expensive point and Palat over six K each Stamkos, his price is uh, down to 6,700 and his line is pretty cheap, but that's going to make them, a little bit more popular than I would like. So we haven't quite got to my priorities of the night, but uh, Tampa one and two good plays, but I think I'm going to be most overweight on Tampa three. And then I like Hedman at 6,800, probably, probably my favorite defenseman tonight. So we haven't gotten to Yossi yet. Maybe I'll change my mind by the time we get there. But uh, right now he's my highest owned guy. Uh, Any interest in anything else? Uh, Yeah, just, uh, Maybe some Merzlikens, maybe volume. Yeah, but that's well. I don't even think it's volume. I think it's just the fact that he'll have no ownership. Okay. Yeah, you can always play goalie that at no ownership, especially an underdog. Um, right? They're expect he's probably going to see the thirty plus shots, maybe get to the bonus. Um, reasonable play. They're just really like just real quick. I just want to say there just really aren't a ton of really good cheap goalies tonight, right? Yeah. Like. We'll get to one, and I think in the next game we're going to talk about. But I, I, I hate that goalie, so I don't want Pickard. to play him. And then it's Wedgwood, 
uh, in New Jersey. And then other than that, you're probably playing, or sorry, uh, Blackwood in New Jersey. Other than that, you're paying over 7,500 yeah. for your goalies. So there really aren't a lot of cheap goalie spots here tonight. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. Uh, let's get to the Brett Connolly portion of the show. 2.1 implied total for the Wings, 3.4 for the Panthers. Calvin Pickard and Sergei Bobrovsky are your expected goalies. We've got potentially fully correlated power play one, uh, Panthers one line. Kind of weird names. Wenberg, our boy. Connolly, your boy. And then Huberto, uh, a guy that we, we know and love. Uh, they're really cheap. And it is a big total for the Panthers. So top line looks like they're going to be popular. I would think the second line is going to be somewhat popular as a filler uh, as well. Achari with uh, Carter Verhege and Anthony Duclair. But uh, what's your priority here? Are you with the Florida one shock? Uh, Yeah, I am. Um, And I don't like it bothers me that they're so high owned. It like it really does. We have them as the second most owned uh, line of the night, um, and that's 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 really concerning for me because I do like that line. Like in a nutshell, I like that line, right? Like I think Wenberg. You know, we trash Wenberg a lot on the show here, but he's a decent playmaker, right? Like he's not a bad hockey player. He's just a bad DFS option. That's all it is. Um, and like, I think Connolly, like we've talked about, I've talked about him before. Like he's probably one of the, you know, 30 or 40 best five on five goal scorers in hockey. So like, I'm fine with that line. Like, I think it's nice in a nutshell, but man, like we have them coming in at 23% ownership, which like that feels super high to me. The reason I really want to stick with them is that, you know, Detroit. Okay. Like their defensive here. Like the Detroit's defensive numbers uh, on the surface look good. Like I, I shouldn't say good; they look fine, passable, like middle of the pack. Mm. But the problem is, is that they don't generate any offense. Like I said in the section on Boston, um, last they're last in the league expected goals four per sixty, um, it, over the last month. Um, if you're middle of the pack defensively and trash offensively, you're constantly defending. That's the problem here, right? Is like Detroit just they're just going to be in their own zone the entire time. Um, now no Barkov, no Ekblad, no Hornfist. That all scares me, but I think that honestly just kind of brings Florida like close. It just brings them to Detroit's level. It doesn't make Detroit like, a, I don't think it just makes Detroit uh, necessarily a, a much better option here. Like, I think if you, you probably play Detroit, um, whether Barkov is in the lineup or not, Ekblad, I think that might make a difference, but like, I don't think Barkov for me would make a difference on whether or not I played Detroit here tonight. It just makes a difference on how much Florida I want. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one, another reason I want to play for Florida is heavy is they're going to get heavy, heavy minutes, right? Like I think in their last game, the entire top line, like Alex Wenberg played like 21 minutes last game. That's just something like, this is a guy that was bought out last year. Like this, <laughs> like this is how thin they're getting at center that, that he has to play all those minutes. So um, it's just, I'm still going to get to my Florida's uh, because I think there are enough ways throw on Nola Cherry, maybe uh, use Gustav Forsling instead of Yandel um, as the defenseman. I think there are ways you can get a bit different if you're worried about them uh, coming in at 20% ownership. And th- there's no matchups I'm worried about. If if Detroit still had their full top line of Fabry, Mantha, Larkin together, I'd say, yeah, that could be a matchup to go into. But Detroit broke them up, so there's no matchup on the Detroit side um, that I'm worried about. Um, 
Larkin and Zadina just haven't really been super good this year together. Um, they've really needed Anthony Mantha on that line to do anything. Um, like Zadina is just having a bad year, man. His individual expected goals per 60 are worse than Luke Glendening's. And Luke Glendening is a guy we make fun of for never generating offense. Like, Zadid is having a bad year. So I'm out on Detroit 1. Detroit 2, I do have a little bit of interest in here. Um, I'm not super concerned. Like, with Ekblad gone, Wegar on the top pair, I'm not concerned about matchups. Um, so I don't mind, you know, Nemesnikov, Mantha, two mans, or something like that. Um, I'm going to be having a little bit of Detroit here uh Detroit two here tonight, but I'm with uh apparently I'm with the chalk. I'm gonna be fairly heavy on Florida top line here on this one. Yeah, interested to see how the ownership uh, in the final runs uh shake out. So these will be updated. Uh I think it's gonna be a little bit more split than what we're showing right now. Um so I think maybe like the top line comes in. They're fully correlated power play one and cheap. So like they're gonna be popular as a filler if if any like people are just gonna end up there whether using projections or hand building and they see Detroit as the opposition. So uh, I think we're on the right track that, you know, they might be 15% and the second line might be like 9% something. I, I could see something along those lines. Um, and so I like both Florida lines, not really uh, excited to play anything on the Detroit side, maybe some Larkin one-offs or, or Larkin Zadina two mans. If you wanted to go there, that's fine. Uh, but this is all about, Florida for me, even without Barkov. And I think I'm going to be more overweight on line two for the Panthers. Chari, Carter Hagee, and Duclair, they get some of that secondary power play time. And uh, if if there's going to be a big discrepancy in ownership between the top two lines. So that gets closer. Maybe I'll move some more exposure to Florida one. But I think both uh, very solid plays here. Yandel moves up to the top power play. He's your guy if you're going with the Wenberg line. Um, maybe some... Nudavara, if you're going, is he power play two, 2,500? Nudavara? I mean, uh, yeah, but I don't think it would really matter anyway. That top power play is going to get every single minute. Okay. Fair enough. Um, All right. Anything else we need to mention uh, before we get to the next game? Yeah. I want to talk about Calvin Picker just real quick. Um, He's the goalie for Detroit. He's he's the cheapest goalie on the slate. People are going to play him. I have one or two pickers in my lineups, but I really need people to know just how bad he is. Um, last, but like distant last by high danger save percentage over the last three years. And his goal save above expected uh, also near the bottom of the league in a small sample. And it's a cumulative stat, which means you need a lot of minutes to really build up a bad, uh, like a bad number. And he's built up a really bad number in a very small amount of minutes like Calvin Pickard. All, all the numbers say he's probably the worst goalie in the NHL. So that's, you know, I like I'm playing him because he's 6,900 and there are some lineups I need a 6,900 goalie. Just be aware that if you're playing him, you're probably playing the, the worst goalie in hockey. All right. I've probably played worse. Um, like, I don't know. I like that. That I don't know if you've played worse. <laughs> that bad. All right. Uh, I don't think I'm playing much picker, if, if any. Um so that's fine if you guys want to take a stab at $6,900 goalie. Sometimes it works out. A lot of times it doesn't. Welcome to Team Osmo Moneymaker. And I saw Brian Claremont as well. Thank you guys for joining. If you guys want to join, unlock some cool uh, emojis. We've got a bunch more coming, actually. We've got a list of them that are being made. So we'll have some host emojis as well. If you want to uh, take part in that, you can click the join icon uh, and be a part of our YouTube uh, channel as well. Get some uh, additional stuff uh oh 
we've got one thing. Let's see, 185 of you in here. If you guys could all hit the like button, that helps us out a little bit. Subscriptions uh, to the channel help us out uh, immensely. Uh, and then if you haven't yet, promo code starting nine, make sure you take advantage of this ridiculous offer. Starting nine, you're going to get uh, projections, ownership, uh, and top stacks. And then if you missed it earlier, uh, Alex is coming out with an MLB boom bus tool. So if you play NBA, uh, you're going to really like the tools that we've got uh, translating some of the NBA tools into MLB. So that'll help you target some one-offs. And then you're going to get access as well to premium Slack for the first nine days of the MLB season. And then we hope you stick around afterwards. But if you don't want to, you can cancel any time. So you get nine days of Osmo Plus MLB for just nine bucks using that promo code starting nine, which is right below me on your screen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Edmonton, Montreal, 2.8 implied total for the Oilers. 3.3 for Montreal. I've got Koskinen and Carey Price uh, in for the Canadiens. Um, Edmonton played last night. They're the only team on the back-to-back. Looks like their ownership has obviously come up. We had an error earlier, so refresh if you haven't just yet. But we've got them at, you know, reasonable ownership. Not quite at – like they're, they're lumped in there with Boston 1 and, uh, let's see, Dallas we haven't gotten to. But Montreal, very popular. Tatar line is cheap. And they're getting some power play time. And then you've got the second line as well. So are you targeting Montreal? This has been a long layoff for them. What do you like here? I'm glad you mentioned the long layoff because that's something I kind of wanted to talk about here. Montreal has been off for 10 days. um, And that's pretty important to note here because the NHL started doing bye weeks. um, I want to say like five years ago. And what it was is that effectively teams during the season, um, you know, six teams at a time or eight teams at a time or whatever it would be, uh, would take off, you know, I forget if it was five days or seven days or something like that. And it would just be, you know, go vacation, go home, spend time with your families, et cetera, et cetera. And basically they found that when teams came off bye weeks, they just got crushed. <laughs> like, um, now, please remember that, you know, we're talking about small samples, five years, uh, you know, you're talking 30, you know, maybe 20 games a year, teams coming off a bye, you're talking a sample, maybe like 100 games or something like that. So it's still small, but teams coming off bye weeks tend to get crushed. Um, and I'm treating Montreal as if they're coming off a bye week because you kind of have to, right? Um, they didn't practice up until Saturday or Sunday, I think. Um and they haven't played a game in 10 days. Like this is going to be a rusty team here tonight. Uh, you know, I get Edmonton is playing back to back. They had to travel last night. It's three and four nights, um, all that good stuff. But I th- like, I'm really worried about a Montreal team just having absolutely nothing in the tank to start this game. Um, you know, I think it's a very, very possible reality that we see Montreal just completely suck here tonight because they're still, rusty with no practice and 10 days off like that's just the fact of the matter you can't it's hard to take 10 days off during a professional sports season and then just get right back to it like just ask any athlete um 
that's what and that on top of the ownership is what's keeping me away from Montreal one. The Montreal one ownership is just out of control. We have them over 26%, which I completely believe because they're 12,600 on DraftKings, which means you can fit them in with Boston one. You can game stack with Edmonton power play. You can fit them in with Washington power play. You can put them in with everybody. And they're, you know, they're a very well-known top line that is cheap. And people are going to think that they're in a good spot with Edmonton on the back-to-back, and they kind of are. But uh, you know, I digress. But they're going to they're going to get Edmonton one, right? Like it's not yeah. that good of a five. It's a bad five-on-five five spot, or at least not a good one. Yeah, it's not a good one either. So that's another thing that's just keeping me away from Montreal one. And then Montreal two, I mentioned in Slack earlier today, was just bad, like bad in the month of March. Um, talking 42.5% expected goal share. That is, that's abysmal. Like that's non-NHL caliber hockey. And then you have the Shea Weber, Joel Edmondson pairing, who's coming at 46.8% expected goal share since, uh, what's his name got hurt? Since uh, Ben Chirac got hurt. So like you have your shutdown pair at 46.8%. You have your top line coming off 10 days of no rest or 10 days of rest. And your second line at 42.5% expected goal share this month, also coming 10 days off. Rest. Like I have no Montreal tonight. I have none, not one single, not one single stack from Montreal in my 20 lineups. If they go off here tonight, you know what? I'll say you guys can have my money. Congratulations. You beat me tonight. I am just not in on the Habs. I think there are just too many reasons not to play them tonight. Ownership, the rest, um, just how bad that second line has been. I think there are just too many reasons not to play the Habs tonight. I'm just completely out. I am so far in on Edmonton 1. They're by far my highest exposed line of the night. Give me as much McDavid and Dreisaitl as I can handle. I'm as big of a Montreal 1 guy as anybody, I think. Uh, but Man, this ownership, I can't really get behind it in terms of like being close to the field. I'm at like 7% Montreal one. Uh, if they're going to be at 20, 20, even like if they're going to be at like 17, I think I'd be well under the field then. Like, I don't even think I'd get to double digits on them. So you're not being sneaky playing Montreal one. You're not being sneaky playing Montreal two. Uh, Montreal two, probably going to get the better matchup. I'd feel more comfortable getting to where the field's out on them, but I'm still not even doing that. So, yeah, I'm all over uh, Edmonton 1 as well. Played last night. I, I don't really worry about Connor McDavid showing up uh, or Dreisaitl or Paul Yarvey fully correlated. Um, Edmonton 1 right now is my highest on stack uh, as well, even with the updated ownership projections. So, uh, yeah, it's an Edmonton 1 spot. It is a low total for them. Montreal's a tough 5-on-5 five five team, but I don't really care uh, when you've got this trio um, that Edmonton has and playing a ton of minutes as well. Tyson Berry, 6K, Darnell Nurse, 6,400. You guys know the deal with those guys. You play Tyson Berry with your Edmonton one stacks. You can play Nurse uh, either with Edmonton one or without. Um, with would be a little bit of a differentiator. Uh, we got to keep it moving, but anything else on this last game or this uh, Edmonton game? No, that's it for me. All right, Carolina and Chicago, 3.2 implied total for the Hurricanes, 2.5 for the Blackhawks. Nadelkovic against Lankinen and Trocek expected to be back. He skated this morning with Svechnikov and Jesper Faust. Aho with Teravainen and Neches. So that looks like it's going to stick. Neches has been playing unreal, scoring a bunch. Uh, they're pretty cheap. 
And then you've got Suter with Debrinkat and Kane, Camp with uh, Kubalik and Hagel. Actually, I thought I saw Kirby Doc with those two guys. Anyways, um, do you like Chicago in this spot with this low total? And then what does Trocek coming back do for you uh, with these Carolina lines? Yeah, Doc did play the third period with Kubalik in the last game, so he could end up uh, back there again here tonight. And he's been playing over 20 minutes a night. Just keep in mind that Doc isn't necessarily a good fantasy player. He just plays a ton of minutes. Um, I'm putting in my lineups as if Trocek is playing tonight. Like, I feel pretty confident that he's going to play. He's, I think he's had two full practices with the team, plus morning skate today. Like, maybe something crops up, but... Um, I think you should be pretty good to go for Trocek in. Um, I'm playing that Trocek uh, Svechnikov duo. Um, the reason for that is that Aho might not get anybody on the top line with them on the power play. Um, Natus might get booted off, might because remember before Trocek got hurt, the top power play was Stahl, Aho, Trocek, uh, and Svechnikov. Um, Natus wasn't there. He only got on the power play because Trocek and Terabina got hurt. Um, so if, you know, I think it'd be stupid to kick Natchez off the top power play unit, but considering what they are doing as recently as two weeks ago, I don't see any reason to think otherwise. So that's, what's driving me away from Aho and towards, uh, Trocek and Svechnikov, but I am doing, uh, like some Aho Trocek Svechnikov stacks. Like I have no problem throwing in Aho with that line and making it more kind of like a, uh, a power play stack. Like I have like, there's no, there's no concerns. Uh, for line matching here uh, on the Chicago side. I know we talk about line matching quite a bit, uh, but that top line, you know, 2.4 expected goals against per 60 minutes. The third line, small sample, but they're at three goals, expected goals against per 60 minutes. There's just nothing to worry about here. Um, on the Chicago side, I'm pretty much out. Uh, I have someone off Kubalik, uh, Kubalik, sorry. Um, that's pretty much it. I just, I really don't, I I just don't like uh, these line combinations. I don't like this matchup. I don't like that Trocek is back. You know, Hurricanes are back to three good lines now. Um, just pass for me. Hurricanes really tough five on five spot for a Blackhawks team that isn't very good at five on five. So top line's been fine, um, but I think you're probably going to need some help on the power play. Now Carolina does take a good amount of penalties. They have the seventh most time shorthanded so far. Um, so on a per game basis, maybe, you know, maybe they take an extra penalty or two. You could get there with the Brinkat and Kane. They're at low ownership. Um, but yeah, I think I'll take some stabs at the second line, whatever that ends up being for the Hawks. You might not know, you might get surprised with Doc in there. He's 2,700 compared to Camp, who's 2,500. So just be careful if you're stacking Chicago, even strength lines. You've also seen Doc up there with Kane sometimes. You saw Kane and Debrinkat were not together at pregame sk- uh, skate on Sunday. So um, they're, you know, I'm a little bit hesitant to be playing a ton of Chicago here. Uh, what about the defenseman before we move it on to our last game? Uh, I'm basically just correlate. I'm trying to correlate with Dougie where I can, um, where I'm not, I'm, I'm actually going down to Jacob Slavin. Um, I, I know he hasn't had a great year, but I really like that price. Anytime he gets under 4k, I play Slavin. Fair enough. Um, I like maybe a good block shot spot for Calvin Dehan, 3,400, but I'm seeing he's on the third pairing. So maybe go up to Connor Murphy at 4,100 instead. Uh, all right, last game of the night. Let's go to the Stars and the Preds. 2.8 implied total for the Stars. 2.6 for the Predators. Hudobin, probably Rene for the Preds. Dallas won 
I don't know how they're this popular. I thought I was going to be sneaky playing a bunch of Dallas one tonight. Uh, do you like anything in this low total game? I think this is the lowest total uh, game of the entire slate, maybe tied with Boston and New Jersey, but uh, pretty even on both sides. Is there anything you love here? Yeah, I really do like that Nash or the Dallas top line. Like I know that they're coming in at like we have them, I think, at like 12, 13%. That's honestly fine for me. Uh, like I have no problem at, at playing a 12% top line on a seven game slate. That just feels like kind of appropriate. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um that's not concerning me. What's really getting me on them is Nashville is probably gonna send out the third line of Holla, Cousins, Grimaldi. Um, against Dallas's top line of Pins, Pavelski, Robertson. And that Nashville third line has uh, 1.6 expected goals for per 60 minutes, 2.1 uh, expected goals against. That works out to about a 45% expected goal share. It is not a good third line. This is not Minnesota three. This is not Dallas three. This is just some random third line that they're trying to use in matchups. So I think it's a great matchup spot for <laughs> Dallas one. Um if you're going to play Dallas one and you want to correlate a defenseman, I would probably use Klingberg. Um, Haskinen is definitely still one of the guys that I use on his own. Like I, I don't like Haskinen on the top PP unit because of the way he plays, but I think Haskinen makes a lot of sense as a one-off. But if I'm playing anybody in stacks uh, in a Dallas stack, it'd be uh, Klingberg on the Nashville side. Like if you wanted, I don't mind that top line of Johansson, Arvidsson, uh, and Tolvanen. Uh, you know they have correlation. They should get. Uh, a bit of that second line matchup and avoid the third line, but Dallas is pretty good defensively. I really, I don't have anything personally from Nashville here tonight that I really want to play. Yeah. Uh, just want to reiterate Dallas one. I'm still there with the ownership. It's not uh, a deal breaker for me. If you want to go to Dallas two, that's fine. I'm not crazy about Nashville, but you're getting low ownership on that Johansson line. So that's fine for MME for me. Uh, do you have a hat trick pick? on tonight's slate to give the audience here. Yeah, we. I just mentioned him, Joe Pavelski. Pavelski? All right, I'll take uh, – well, I'll piggyback off your Carolina two-take. I like Svechnikov for okay. Carolina. So that's going to do it for today's show. Make sure you tune into the NBA show that's coming on in just five minutes right on this channel. Just go to the homepage, subscribe to the channel, hit the notifications so you know that uh, we'll go live, not just for NHL but all our other shows. Check out Jock Market. You can see the sponsor in the top right. Uh, use promo code awesomeo NHL20 for a $20 deposit bonus on your first deposit. And then uh, use promo code starting nine if you're looking to subscribe for MLB. That's nine days of Osmo plus MLB for nine bucks. Thank you, everybody. Cliffy and Josh will be breaking it down for the next few days, the next week or so. So enjoy a lot of Cliffy and Josh time, and I'll catch you back in a week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details